big idea. Jesus never unintentionally reacted emotionally. Our weekly identity statement, I do not have to instinctively react to situations. I can choose the best response and learn to respond like Christ. Our memory verse is, No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Luke chapter 6, verse 43 through 45. Before we spend the rest of the week looking at Jesus' emotions, I wanted to share a hodgepodge of ideas that are all important to understand about our emotional system, but they're not really related. Remember, we are emotional beings. We talked about that on Sunday. It is not inappropriate to be emotional or to have emotions. In fact, we have probably underemphasized emotions in the church for way too long. You might even say that we've been blocking our emotions, and that's the first point for today. We don't want to emotionally manipulate people, and at the same time, we don't want to be manipulated, so we expect churches to err on the under-emotional side, and we will respond under-emotionally. But there's a problem with that. We are emotional beings. That's how God designed us. So, if we stuff and ignore emotions, we're denying a part of God's plan for our lives. And there's more. Blocking emotions can actually deprive the brain of nourishment, making it harder to think, plan, and make decisions. Denying our emotions can set up actual detectable molecular blockages that cause actual changes in cells, which can result in physical and emotional damage over time. I've always felt like I had a slow brain, but maybe the reason I feel that way isn't because of my intellectual capability, but because of my emotional restrictions I forced on myself. But there's good news, because feelings of joy and hope allow peptides and other brain chemicals to flow more freely. If you've made a habit out of stuffing emotions, the way out is joy, hope, essentially being emotional. Just like the saying, uh, between stimulus and response, there is a space, is true about controlling our emotions. It is also true for learning to free our emotions. Right now, the programmed response is to ignore and stuff, but there's a space. And when we feel emotion, we can learn to let ourselves feel it. Second, it is thought, but it is not yet conclusive, that we have actual empathy neurons in our brain that fire in response to certain facial expressions and other stimuli like pain. They have detected these neurons in primates, but haven't been able to do so in humans yet, probably because of the process. God designed part of our brain to function in community with others. He wired us to have an internal response to what others are going through. You've probably been there. You've been through something painful, like scraping your knee on the pavement when you were a kid. And now when you see someone else do the same thing, you literally feel that pain in your body. I do. That's because God wired us to experience the pain of others so that we can help care for one another. The third in our hodgepodge is that we don't like authoritarianism even when it comes from us. Psychologist Susan David has said, When we say, I have to, our brains automatically resist the thing we are telling ourselves we have to do. Now, I would argue that this is part of the curse that is programmed into our brains as a result of the fall. 
It's not just free will, it's free rebellion. We are programmed to be rebels, even to ourselves. We are programmed not to do what someone else tells us to do. The autonomic part of our brain is trained to reject authority. And the last in our hodgepodge for today is that uh, we need to start listening. We need to start learning to listen to what our emotions are telling us. God gave us our emotions for a reason. They're coming from some sort of stimulation in our environment. So something is going on that we need to pay attention to. Sometimes it's a present threat. Other times it's a trigger. Either way, there is something that has gotten wired, hardwired into our brains that we need to notice. When we're angry, we need to pay attention to what has angered us. Because emotions are a data source. They're giving us crucial stats about what's going on with our whole self. But we also need to be careful not to allow our feelings to become our identity. This is where most of Western culture is today. We are what we feel. Uh, We do this on big and small levels. For instance, on a big level, some will say, "Uh, it just doesn't feel right to be a girl. It feels more right to be a boy. I feel more like a boy, so I am a boy. It's feelings-based, and uh, feelings, if you haven't noticed, aren't always congruent with reality. But we also do this on smaller levels as well. We will say, I am happy, or I am angry, or I am sad. But that's not true either. That's not who we are. That's a feeling we are experiencing. We shouldn't say, I am, and fill in the blank, because we are not our emotions. One simple tool to help is to say, I notice I am feeling blank, and that comes from Dr. Susan David. I am feeling blank. I am feeling sad. I am feeling happy. This not only helps us to not become that emotion, but it helps us turn our emotions into a data source. If we notice we are feeling angry, we can investigate why we are feeling angry. And the closer to the trigger event, the more accurate our investigation will be. The longer we go, the harder it will be to trace it back. But defining ourselves by our feelings can often lead to the concept Peter warned about in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 16 and 17. He warned us not to use our freedom as a cover-up for evil. We are free, but we shouldn't use our freedom as a covering for evil. Paul said everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. See, we are being made new. That means not only are our emotions getting a makeover, Our intellect and our habits are also getting a makeover, but it means that the way that they all work together is also getting a makeover. So we can't use our freedom in Christ as a cover-up for embracing evil. It's interesting that this passage is in the midst of talking about being submissive to authorities. So maybe our thoughts today are more connected than I initially suspected. We live in a society that places supreme dominance to one part of our brain, one-third of our brain, which is our feelings. But you are so much more than your feelings. You are also your thoughts and your actions, your thoughts and your habits. You are a complex system by God's design. Use the whole system. When your body receives a stimulus through your senses, investigate the feelings that, that you are getting with your rational mind. Because that's how you were designed to work. Our daily scripture focus is 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 16 and 17. Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves. 
show proper respect to everyone, love the family of believers, fear God, honor the emperor. As we wrap up, I encourage you to take a few minutes to think and pray through a few things. First, conceptualize. Think through the three parts of your emotional system, your brainstem, your limbic or your emotional brain, and your neocortex or your rational brain. Think through it. Imagine how they are all connected to one another. Imagine an emotion coming in through your nervous system and then being processed through each part of your brain. Now imagine each part playing a role in how you deal with your emotions and see each part playing out in perfect balance with the others by God's design. Second, reflect. Are you more likely to stuff your emotions or to let them erupt out of your life uncontrolled? Third, repent. See yourself having a change of heart and change of mind about what God has entrusted to you. See yourself refusing to be controlled by your emotions or to ignore your emotions. Ask God to forgive you for your minimizing or overemphasizing of your emotions. Ask God to help you become more like Christ in your emotional life. And finally, thank God. Thank God that he gave you emotions. Thank God that he has emotions toward you. And thank God for the example of Christ.